0: morning. Greetings in Jesus name. Truly is a challenging Sunday school lesson that we had this morning. For the rest of the service, I invite you to sit back, relax, but don't fall asleep. You all should have had an extra hour this morning. But if anything, you're probably hungry. Be hungry for the Word of God. We're going to continue our looking into Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. I'm not sure how long I'm going to stay in here, keep looking. Last time we looked at salt, this morning we're going to be looking at light. So as the Lord leads, for now we're going to continue in Matthew chapter 5. So Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Children, I'll talk to you this morning. Are you afraid of the dark? (coughs) I remember being a little boy. I was afraid of the dark. Did you know that the dark is afraid of you? Never thought of that, did you? When you turn the light on, dark has to go hide. So if you're a light, the dark is going to be afraid of you. So next time you're scared of the darkness, think of that. That it's actually scared of you. Light is something that we have every day. We have it right now. We can see the lights are on. It's light outside. There's a bright light shining up here. We have it. How important is light to you? Sometime I think it'd be fun to take a trip to Alaska and experience what it would be like in the middle of winter where the sun doesn't come up for almost a month. It's mostly dark. There is time of light, but only maybe for about four hours. What would that be like? I was up there when it was summertime, and the sun was up for 20 hours. Trust me, that was different. We were out playing a game at 11 o'clock, and the sun was still way up above the horizon yet. And we noticed that people were trying to sleep in their tents around us. Little did we know that it was 11 o'clock. Our bodies had not adjusted to that length of day. So today we're gonna to look at what Jesus says about light. Light is something tangible, it's something that we can get our hands on, it's 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 physical, it's something that we understand and yet he takes this tangible illustration and he illustrates it as a kingdom principle. I wanna set the context context a little bit. He starts out this verse by saying, ye. Ye are the light of the world. So we could probably say, we could substitute that ye and put you in there. So who is Jesus talking to here? Well, let's go back to the beginning of chapter 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them saying so the disciples so he was talking to the disciples so if we're a disciple of Jesus Christ he is talking to us today remember with me how the nation of Israel was a chosen nation back in Deuteronomy chapter 26 Sunday school lesson we were looking at Jacob how his name was changed to Israel well we continue on into Deuteronomy chapter 26 verses 16 through 19 this is what God says this day the Lord thy God hath commanded thee to do these statutes and judgments thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thine heart and with all thy soul Thou hast avouched the Lord this day to be thy God and to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and to hearken unto his voice. And the Lord hath avouched thee this day to be his peculiar people as he hath promised thee and that thou shouldest keep all his commandments and to make thee high above all nations which he hath made in praise and in name and in name, and in honor and that thou mayest be a holy people unto the Lord thy God, as he hath spoken. God wanted the nation of Israel to be a peculiar people. Why? Was it to be different to be different? Was it to bring glory to themselves? No. It was to bring glory to God. It was so that other nations looking on would see the nation of Israel and see how God worked in spectacular ways leading them and directing them and and, uh, preserving them. Now we're moving into our text here today. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, You are the light of the world. Jesus is bringing an end to the old and making a new more personal way so the question can be asked did the nation of Israel fail in shining that light to other nations it would seem that Jesus is taking the privilege that this nation of Israel had at being a light to the gentile nations and is now giving it to the disciples the disciples are going to have to be that light they're going to be the ones that are going to have to illuminate and shine remember jesus command before he ascended to heaven he told the disciples go to jerusalem then to judea and samaria and then to the other most parts of the earth go to the jews first and then to the gentiles they were going to be that light they needed to be that light to shine for for jesus for christ for god the reason the disciples needed to shine was because that light that the nation of Israel had was now in dark and they needed and they had neglected to follow God. Thinking of light is it not interesting that at the beginning of time Genesis chapter 1 that light was made in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Going on then to the next verse, verse four. And God saw that the and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness there's a dividing between light and darkness light and darkness cannot mix this past week our instruction class we looked at creation and we were discussing a little bit how our minds cannot comprehend some of the things that took place at creation even looking at at these very first four verses here in the beginning God created heaven and earth and verse 2 particularly and the earth was without form and void our minds can't comprehend what was that like but it would appear that there was a darkness and God created light Man without God is in dark. This darkness is a spiritual darkness. It is deadly. You will not know the way. And you will be lost. And more than likely you will get hurt. Imagine with me a ship out at sea. Storm is raging. Waves are Billowing, well, I guess wind would bellow. Waves, I'm not sure, roll. And it's hard to see. And if there's no lights to guide that ship to a safe harbor, the outcome of that ship will more than likely end up in shipwreck. The world is plunged into darkness, the deepest darkness. And Jesus tells you and me both to be a light. You are the light of the world. are to guide, you will be the guide that will help others to find Christ. You'll be able to help navigate people into that safe harbor of Jesus Christ. This coming Friday, November 10th, there's going to be an event up on the North Shore. How many have been to the Split Rock Lighthouse? fair number. There's going to be an event there, (coughs) and this happens annually, and it's where they light the beacon of that lighthouse for one night. I don't know how long, but they light it. So this Friday, they will uh, have that ceremony, and that commemorates the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald and the loss of 29 crew members back on November 10, 1975. The lighthouse will close temporarily while the ship, while the crew members names are read over a loudspeaker to the toiling of a ship bell. Following that ceremony there, you can go up into the tower and see the lighthouse lit after dark. Now for the reason of the Split Rock Lighthouse was back in 1975 actually it was in 1905. There was a great November gale and it wrecked nearly 30 ships. The president of the steamship company led a delegation urging the US Lighthouse service to construct this rugged lighthouse up on the North Shore. The lighthouse was very important. It actually had two purposes. It served as a a light, but it was also known as a bearing light. It gave location to the ships as they would navigate across the lake, coming into somewhat of a tighter, narrower area heading down to Duluth. Nowadays, lighthouses are pretty much obsolete. They're more of a landmark. GPS has taken over, navigation has taken on a whole different path. But light is still important. Turn with me to John chapter 9, <clears throat> verse 5. long as I am in the world I am the light of the world Jesus wants to bring attention that there is a need for light in the world just as Jesus was light going here into Matthew chapter 5 ye are the light we need to be that light you know sometimes it's so easy to despair to get down because of all the darkness of the world and wonder how much longer time can stand how much darker it can get but you know what those lighthouse keepers that took care of those lighthouses would laugh at that because the darker the storm the more that light is needed We have some lighthouses in our house and there's these pictures that you see of these uh, attached little houses or the lighthouse being the, the house. Uh, they're, they're living quarters. Um, they're cute. They're, they're, they're small, but they look cozy. And I often looked at thinking that would be kind of fun. But you know what? I have a feeling that probably there was probably some lonely times out there they were the only ones out there but they had a very important job and that was to maintain that light whenever the storms would start blow, night they had to maintain that light everything had to work tip top shape, everything had to be oiled everything had to be cleaned nothing could malfunction What a privilege we have to be lights in our world, in our community, in 2017. Philippians chapter 2, verse 15. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. I want to look at some characteristics of what light is. What does light do naturally? What well, reveals things? It exposes things. It be, it makes it clear. It's something that, when it comes to light, it's just it's there. It's it's made known. Have you ever entered a dark room with no light and tried to find your way across it? It's not clear. No light. As a boy, I remember going into the boiler room at MBS. You want to go in there when the lights are off. It is pitch black. We'd go down there sometimes, and somebody would be mean and turn the lights off, and we'd have to find our way back up. And you thought you were finding your way up, but you weren't. You'd find yourself keeled over something, laying across the floor, and you'd be groping and moping, fumbling around till you finally found the stairs. And then, but that was dark. You've all been in caves when they turn the lights out. I don't know how to describe it, but. The closest thing I can think of is my eyes are straining so hard to see any light that it's almost like there's sparkles in my eyes. And you put your hand up and it's like... Because you don't see it. It's not clear. So we let God's light shine into our life. We'll see things as they are. Another facet of light is it promotes life. It is said that bones will heal better in the light, in the sun, in the heat. How well would plants grow in the absence of light? Not very good. There's something about this time of year, November being more drab and dreary and cloudy days. When you finally have a good sunny day, it boosts you. It makes you feel good. It changes the way you feel. So now that our light is lit and we're shining for Jesus, Matthew 5 gives two examples of what that light may look like. And that is a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, or as I have here this morning, a candle on a candlestick can't be hid. It's visible. You all can see it, right? When Jesus is our master and we become his servants, is there any question to those we rub shoulders with? You cannot have a secret discipleship with Jesus Christ. It needs to be visible. Just like a city set on a hill. Thinking of a city set on a hill, and our travels to Arizona and back, there's this big town down in the state of New Mexico. And that town is called Albuquerque. And sometimes, I've never done it, but sometimes I want to set my tripodometer from the time that I start seeing that light on the horizon. I want to set it because it is a long ways away. Because you drive and you drive and you drive and you come down a hill and you go up another little rise and there it is again. And then down another dip and up another rise. and There it is again. And you just, you go and you go and you go until finally come to the last rise and then it's a long ways down yet until you finally get to Albuquerque. But I'm going to guess it's probably 100 miles you can see that light off in the distance New Mexico is more of a flat, high plain state there is mountains on the east side and Albuquerque's tucked on just on the foothills of them so from the west to the east you can see a lot further than what you can from the east to the west but that light is there, it's, it's visible it's, it's shining, street lights, house lights, buildings, factories whatever it is, it's, it's illuminating the sky Light needs to be effective. Today we have the convenience of flipping a switch and we have light. Just like that. Have you ever had the electric off? And you go, first thing you do is turn the light switch on, nothing. And you go to the next room, turn the light switch on, nothing. And it's duh, it's, there's no light. But it's habit. Back in Jesus' time, light would probably have been more of a source of a candle or a lantern that would have burned oil for its fuel. How effective can our light be if it's under a basket under a basket? If I had a basket up here this morning, put it over you wouldn't see it. You would see the basket. You but you wouldn't see the light. How effective is that light? Well it's lighting up the inside of the basket, but that's all the feather is going. In school, we did an experiment one time and you may have remembered these experiments as well. But what happens when you have a candle and you put a jar over top of it, it will burn for a while but eventually it goes out, it's suffocated. Starved itself for oxygen. Two things are needed for a flame, oxygen and fuel. All the fuel is there, it has plenty of fuel, but no oxygen <coughs> it won't burn. Can that comparison be carried over into our Christian life? We put baskets over our, our, our fire or over our flame? Would eventually get snuffed out? We burned all the oxygen up. We have all the fuel there, but how effective is it? So thinking of that, well before I go into that, the statement that I want to say here is, as far as effective light, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. So if you want your light to be bright, it will shine the brightest at home. So what would be some bushels? I use the word bushel. What would be some baskets or containers that we can put over our, our, our light that, won't, that will hinder our light? What about being afraid of what people might think? Coward. It's natural for us as people to want to be accepted, to be included, so we, we may change or alter our Our beliefs. That could be a bushel or a container that will hinder our light. What about apathy? Not having concern for or caring for those things that are important. Being, de, being desensitized to the lost around us and the reality of hell. Does the sin of our society dull us does divorce and remarriage strike you? What about abortion? What about the next move? Same-sex relation? Do those things strike you? Let's not become dull and compromise on that. We cannot compromise. If we do, it will hinder our light But on the same hand, we need to still have love for those people just as Christ would and help them to find that light. What about the container of silence? Are we silent when we should be speaking? What about the container of inconsistency? How well would a lighthouse do at shining its light if the keeper was slack in lighting that lamp or that light, or negligent in cleaning that lens, that window, oiling the chains, the bearings, greasing what needs grease. If you were to join the Coast Guard, you would have to go through a very intense training, physically and mentally. There is zero tolerance. The Coast Guard doesn't want any slack, slacking because if you show any signs of that, you're not in. Because that proves to them that you can't handle it. Because you're going to be putting yourself, your life on the line, and your life will be at risk, and the lives of others will be in danger. And I just heard of an incident where there was a training, and the training was to see how long you could stay underwater, and this person was training, was going through the drill and ended up drowning. The captain was resusc- resuscitating him and the first words out of that person's mouth after he came to was have I passed? It's not how many minutes you can stay under, the captain said, but it's the fact that you were willing to give your life and tell me that you gave it all you got do you give 100% to the point that you were willing to lay your life down for the master Jesus Christ and you could add more to these containers these bushels over your flame anything that's against God goes against God pride, arrogant cheating, whatever it is the list, there's a list in the Bible Those can all be baskets that can hide our flame. So then the next question. How can I shine more? Again, I'd like to use the example of the lighthouse. The lighthouse has a source of power to its light, its lamp. When the light is on, you know there's power there now what makes that light so much more powerful <coughs> is the little pieces of glass that magnify that light and those pieces reflect the source of that power and that light so if you were pay if you were to pay a visit to Split Rock Lighthouse on Lake Superior you would find in that lens 242 pieces of nested prism in that big lens. So, in other words, 240 little pieces of glass would all be nestled in there, all placed just right to reflect that light. It, cap- it captures that beam and magnifies it and sends it across the lake. And they say that it can be seen 60 miles away. So, thinking of that is there another parallel that we could draw from that the little pieces of glass all in there are we glass reflecting God's light are we all nestled together as a brotherhood Jesus is the source of our power are we all working for the same cause And as we work together we're able to send that light out and how much better is it when we all work together sending that light even further because think how much more effective it is together than it is by itself. One little piece of glass would not be able to probably carry it 60 miles. It's all working together. Another very important task of the light keeper is to keep the glass clean. Can't get dirty, smudged, stained. It has to stay clean. Otherwise, that will compromise the integrity of the light. We need to reflect that light into the dark, stormy world. And I think I can probably say, fully say, that it will continue to get darker. Let us look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Turn to John chapter 12. Verse thirty-five. We'll read through verse thirty-seven. John chapter twelve, verse thirty-five. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have the light, believe in the light, that he may be that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believe not on him. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed in the same image from glory to glory even by the Spirit of the Lord. going back to Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 let your lights have shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven is it so that men can see our good works and pat us on the back and say good job no it speaks of bringing glory to God it's as they see our good works that it reflects God's glory Do you want to shine for Jesus? I trust that is your desire this morning. Let's keep our glass clean so that we can be a lighthouse to those who are searching and seeking, trying to find hope in a dark world. I pulled a little excerpt out of a reading that I found in regards to the Split Rock Lighthouse, and I'm just going to read it. Quote, with ice pellets blasting their faces, the frigid water washing over the stern, a crew of ten on the Madeira watched as a looming cleft along the north shore of the Lake Superior came into focus. A terrible storm had severed their 436-foot barge from the boat that was towing it, and waves tossed the Madeira like a piece of driftwood, pushing it ever closer to shore. The crew was helpless. After slamming the rocks more than a dozen times, the barge cracked in half and started to sink. With winds howling and nothing to lose, one of the men leaped to a narrow ledge and lowered a rope to his crewmates. All except for one, they scrambled to safety as a ship filled with water and sank. They were were the lucky ones during the November 1905 storm. Twenty-nine ships loaded with cargo, many of them bound for factories on the east coast, never made it home. It was called the worst storm of the century, and five years later, on the cliff, high above the wreckage of the Medelia, Split Rock Lighthouse, was built to ensure that such a tragedy would never happen again. Unquote. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5 in closing. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 For ye were sometimes darkness but now are ye in the light of in the Lord walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, for but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak to those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth manifest in the light Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Revelation 21:23. The city doth not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God give, gives its light, and the Lamb is lamp. You looking forward to that city? We won't have sun, moon. Jesus Christ will be that light.